Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? Uh, real good, Bryn. Well, today's topic, we're going to touch on the housing market bubble. This one, a lot of people have been talking about this one for a long time. Anything new and exciting on this on this topic? Well, uh, other than, uh, you know, it, it's quite evident when you look at the country uh, where the bubble is. So if you look at the, uh, the markets across the country, uh, you've got Toronto and Vancouver, which have, uh, you know, close to $1.2 million average selling cost for uh, your average residential property. And that, that includes uh, your average selling cost includes, you know, townhouses, detached houses like bungalows and two stories and condos. So uh, you compare that, contrast that to, uh, you know, Calgary, where the average uh, value is 450000 or Edmonton, where it's three eighty. Um you get you get an average across the country of about six hundred and seventy thousand, but it's not that that's pretty pretty unrealistic when you look. Uh, Sixty seventy percent of the country has reasonable housing prices, and then you've got these bubbles in uh, in in Toronto and Vancouver, and, and quickly uh, because of the you know the push push in the urban sprawl, you've got uh, Ottawa and uh, Hamilton. Uh, approaching those numbers in, in Toronto and Vancouver as well. I also was looking at the numbers in Ottawa and Winnipeg, and th- those two markets are doing exceptionally well, but in Alberta, it's flat. Yeah, so mo- most of the, the price increases, I mean, it's no surprise where it's coming from. Uh, with China cracking down on Hong Kong, there, there's literally hundreds of thousands of very wealthy people trying to get their money out of Hong Kong. Um, so they're, they're buying property in Toronto. They're buying property in Vancouver along the whole Western U S seaboard. They're buying uh, property in long beach, uh, Seattle, Portland. So, uh, it's really pushing up uh, property prices in some of these uh, key markets. Um, and, and it's not really realistic. I mean, there, there is definitely a difference in land price between Vancouver and Calgary, for instance. Uh, in Calgary, you can you can build outwards, whereas in Vancouver, you're uh, boxed in, uh, you know, from the mountains and the ocean. But uh, when you have uh, the last estimate I saw was the amount of Hong Kong money flowing into to uh, Canada was five billion dollars uh, a month. Wow, that's a staggering amount, right? Yeah. Uh, so you you get things. Uh, happening like uh you know a house being listed in north vancouver for five million and it sells for eight million um that, that's just you know they, they don't care they're just pushing the market out they want to get the money out they're not really uh, too concerned about profitability at this point um and, and you can really see it in in toronto in terms of the differences in in the numbers uh, on on condos versus detached houses for example um the average detached house is uh it's up 30% in, in the last year in Toronto, the average price of about 1.5 million and a condo is up about 10% uh, at around 700,000. So when, when you start getting into those prices um, and, and if you are from Hong Kong, you're used to paying, you know, upwards of three, four, $5,000 a square foot for a, for a, a condo. Uh, so when you, when you come from Hong Kong and you can get a, a 2000 square foot bungalow in Toronto for $5 million, um, with a big lot, that's what you paid for a little shoebox of, uh, of an apartment in Hong Kong. So, um, th- they don't view the, the market as all that expensive from where they're coming from, right? That's why they, they don't mind paying those prices. 
Hey, um, the other thing too, interest rates, because this is a huge part of this. We're, we're seeing under 2% interest rates, but it seems like there's a few storm clouds starting to develop on that front as well, right? Yeah, and of course, with, with interest rates, there's a direct correlation. Of course, the economy has to be healthy and strong, but um, when, when you've got cheap rates, it, uh, it fuels, uh, you, you can buy more, right? Because it doesn't cost you as much to finance the property. So there's a direct correlation between interest rates and, and property values. Um, but of course, the, the Bank of Canada earlier um, this week actually signaled that they're probably going to start raising rates uh, sooner rather than later to try and stem the the rising inflation rate in the country. So uh, I, I see that really putting a cool cooling effect on the overall housing market, because as we know, um, if, if you, if you buy a property for 500,000 and you're, you know, or, or a million, you got a $500,000 mortgage, every extra 1% uh, rates go up. That's five grand coming out of your pocket. Right. Yeah. So if rates go back even to where they were, you know, three, four years ago at 3% mortgages, that's a huge increase percentage wise. Now it's one, uh, it's one thing to have banks do some of the financing, but parents who are, you know, retired, that kind of thing, there's got to be other money flowing from other sources as well into this. Is there not? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? About 60, 65, 70% of the houses in Canada already paid for. Right. Yeah. So people have good equity in these homes and they're using that equity and, and combined with other savings to, to help their kids out. So one estimate I saw in 2021 alone was $10 billion in down payments were given from, you know, mostly uh, the baby boomer generation to, to, you know, pe- people uh, in their twenties and thirties to, to buy their first house or, or up, upsize, whatever the case may be. Right. That's obviously the kids. Does that concern you a little bit when you hear that kind of thing or is that to be expected? Well, I've seen it in my, in my own client base. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, parents give money to kids. Um, I, I think that's okay. I, I sometimes think it doesn't, uh, um, send the best message, you know, no, nothing is, uh, it's the old rental car effect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pay for something yourself, I think you appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a big fan. I, I, I may give my kids a, a leg up in, in the future um, to some degree, but uh, certainly I won't be paying their whole down payment for uh, their first house. I think that's important to, to learn those saving and uh, you know, learn those saving habits and, and you really appreciate something if you pay for it yourself. So. Hey, talk to me about Halifax, Ottawa, Hamilton. These are all markets that, uh, that are actually doing surprisingly well, but is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I, th- I think it's a good thing if you own property in those markets. Uh, you know, what's happening is people that are selling their homes, the, this Asian money coming in and, and people uh, that have had a home in, say, you know, the, the beaches area of Toronto and they just sold it for $4 million. They're buying um, properties in, in, in uh, these other cities and they're just, they're moving out of, of Toronto uh, or they're buying a second home using it as a, you know, vacation property, uh, in these markets. So you're really seeing a spike in prices and, and you can add uh, Montreal to that list. Um, but Halifax, Ottawa, uh, Hamilton, Montreal, the, the prices in, in those cities are, are really increasing as well. And a lot of it is people that are selling in Toronto, just buying in other cities because they can, uh, they can basically buy twice the house for half the money. 
I do a different um, podcast too, just sold with Brent McIntosh, who's a realtor in the Edmonton area. And we talk to realtors across the country in Ottawa, for example, the Ottawa and Winnipeg, they, they see multiple offers now up to 10 to 15 multiple offers, which is driving their prices up as well. It's pretty crazy out there. Yeah. And I, I have a friend who's a realtor in Winnipeg and he's told me the exact same thing. Um, they, they'll actually do an announcement um, to say, okay, this house on uh, you know, such and such street is going on sale at 2 PM Friday. We're going to accept offers and, <laughs> you know, creates a little bit of, bit of stir, but if, if the buyers weren't lined up, you wouldn't be able to do that. So obviously it's a, uh, it's a seller's market right now. And uh, the only thing that's going to cool that is, is when rates start to creep up from the bank of Canada. Right now you can get a five-year mortgage at 1.8%. If, if that number, you know, two years out is three and a half percent, probably real estate prices will have dropped, you know, 15 to 20%. There's, there's a direct correlation between rising rates and real estate prices. Now, somebody wants to talk about this further because here we are in November of 2021 and who knows what's going to happen in 2022. If they'd like to get some more information from you, how do they get a hold of you? I can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729 or, uh, on my email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And you can also check out their website too, researchcapital.com. Just a reminder, markets and financial numbers do change frequently. We see that often. And what we say today may easily change by later today or overnight. So it's always good to keep in touch with Dustin and find out exactly where things are. Dustin, thanks for your time today. Great stuff as always. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.